Mama says that alligators are ornery because they got all them teeth but no toothbrush. Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday! No son of mine is going to play any foosball. Hello, and welcome to, <laughs> I almost said our old show name, but our new show name is Little Marty, the only podcast that I'm aware of dedicated to covering the works of Martin Scorsese and Adam Sandlerino. My name is Eric Halloween. And my name is Jeremy the... Butcher baby, what's up? <laughs> chop chop, chop chop. Uh, you can find me sitting on this chair with a big old American flag draped around my body, <laughs> like it's a blanket. <laughs> yeah, and a, a a very large butcher's knife. Yeah, I wonder what it's gonna be like to rewatch that movie. We're quite a ways away from it, but I still just kind of wondering. Yeah. Wait, what movie are what movie is that in reference to? The gangs, son. The gangs in New York. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. A, like I, f- I pretty famous image. It's one of those of movies like where I don't know if I've ever seen like I feel like in my mind I've seen that movie right. when I was a young lad. I, I might not have though. I definitely have seen it uh all the way through, but yikes, man. I I I mean, we'll see how I feel about it this go this go around. I definitely did not enjoy the the length of that film the first time mm. I saw it. it. It is like a double disker on a DVD. Yeah, yeah. Adult, there's good double diskers and there's bad double diskers for yeah. sure. And this one, TBD. We don't know yet. I need to revisit it. I, I was much younger when I saw it. Um, but you know, I only, I have much less patience now. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, that's a movie where I, I remember, like, the marketing. Like, I remember all the talk show, uh, talk shows and commercials and build-ups, uh, build-up to Heck that movie. Heck, yeah. Heck, yeah. It was his return. Um, uh, Daniel Day-Lewis had returned oh, from retirement to make that movie. Okay. All right. Uh, that guy retires and comes back once in a while. <laughs> yeah. That's like the that, way to do it. Yeah. It truly it's is. The, the LCD sound system method. Yeah. We're done. Two years later, hey, we're back. Yeah, I love that. I had a friend like yeah, that in college. We should do that. We, I think we all had a friend like that in college who like kept mo- saying he was going to move away, and then you'd throw a big party for him, and then he would just not move. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Or the friend who like always says they're going to quit smoking, mm-hmm. and they never do. And then they just you see him the next. You see him, you know, a couple weeks later, and they're like. Smoking with a nicotine patch on, <laughs> yeah, and they think yeah. that that, that's progress. And you're like, that's way worse for your body. Your body is <laughs> going to fail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, Jeremy, it's it's we're back to Sandler. If last week we, it was the return of the Hearn with uh, New York, New York, uh, we're switching gears. I I gotta say, this is like you know, if this podcast is a uh, uh, pinball machine mm. and we are the little 
metal ball. We're going from one one side all the way to the other, yeah. back and forth, yeah. bouncing around. Mm-hmm. If this is Plinko, <laughs> yeah, Plinko is probably a better uh, analogy. <laughs> yeah, both analogies are bad, but we're you know this is a big change of pace, uh, and you know what? I'm excited to talk about the Water Boy. Yeah, the Water Boy, baby! Wow, what a what a film! What a film that like I was very excited to to revisit and uh just so pleasantly surprised with all with exactly how crazy this film got you know what i mean like i it did it did not let me down in terms of oh me me constantly going oh my god <laughs> like yeah, on, on this, just so much yeah. things i had forgotten I really like this movie. It's like it's it's just one of those like I I don't think it's you know as as good as a as a Happy Gilmore or a Billy Madison necessarily, but it has that same just like really fine tuned like great stupid comedy like premise mm-hmm. like every there's so many things that I picked up on that I just like now having more of an understanding of like what is what makes a good story and stuff like his the, the his dad die like dying of thirst in the desert <laughs> and like all these li- different dumb little like that joke when he's uh he uh he's he w- wanted a window seat in the class in the classroom for the view and then it cuts to like a picture out the window of a fountain uh-huh. going <laughs> uh, like all these just uh, there's just this thing is just like crammed with jokes i know it's very it's, good it is it is the most joke heavy especially coming right after uh the wedding singer by the same director i believe right same interesting same guy right or am i wrong about this did he not direct frank karachi is the director of the water boy and yes he did direct the wedding singer he also yeah. directs click and so it's like on. two in one year he directs and this one is just tonally everything about it is way different than uh wedding singer wedding singer has so much more sincerity to it it is a it shares a lot of the point of view with its female lead uh drew barrymore this film is 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 like kind of like another happy gilmore or uh billy madison it's back to that kind of formula and i will say I, i need to start a rating for this i haven't yet but so far this is my favorite Alan Covert character in a in yes. a, in a uh, yeah. Adam Sandler movie. Um, him as the guy with Clint Howard, who just he keeps <laughs> calling him. That's not what that is, you dumbass. Just like so, <laughs> so uh, ripping his friend or brother, whatever their relationship I said Jill is. Montaigne. Yeah, yeah. It's really, um, uh, it's a really good character. Yeah, it's this. I didn't even realize that these both came out in '98, The Wedding Singer and The Water Boy. Because for some reason in my mind, I remember renting The Water Boy as soon as it came out with at a, at like a sleepover with uh, with some friends, mm. and we watched it. Probably definitely on VHS. And for some reason, I I must have seen The Wedding Singer later or something. For some reason in my mind, The Wedding Singer is like came out 
like years before the water boy. I don't know why I think that, but uh, yeah, that is insane. So let me check the rele- release date on the date. Okay. February 13th for The Wedding Singer. Oh, Valentine's movie. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so The Wedding Singer came out early in the year. Presum- presumably, uh, Waterboy came out November 6, 1998. Yeah, Christmas. Just in time for Christmas. Um, and Jeremy, just to give you like a little bit of a history... Um, because I know that you're wondering, uh, I'm going to say, uh, 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 one of my favorite fish shows, 11, 6, 1998, Cole Center, Madison, Wisconsin, <laughs> <laughs> for all the, for all the, for all the, you know, all the, all the overlap of, uh, hippies and, uh, Adam Sandler fans out there. Jeremy, mm. before we, uh, you know, get too far into the rabbit hole. The water hole. The watering hole. Um, we should probably plug our uh, app that we've developed. Oh, yeah. We did develop an app. I forgot about that. It's called Patreon. And there you can subscribe to a number of different shows, but most importantly, uh, the one called Eric and Jeremy. That is patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy for a bunch of bonus content from this show. Boy, oh, boy, Eric, we have... An incredible lineup of episodes, especially coming out concurrently with this show. We have our Summer of Horror series that we've uh, we've already finished one episode in the uh, in that series. We're on to our second episode, and uh, it's going so far uh, uh, wildly. I would say camp, uh, cheerleader camp was a wild experience. Uh, yes, we are not picking your you know <laughs> your typical go tos. Yeah. and uh, you know what? I'm enjoying it. I'm having a good time. Yeah, it is. It is. It was. It's quite the uh, the film. Uh, the second episode is going to be on open water two. <laughs> Adrift. <laughs> Adrift. We didn't dare yeah. do the first open water. No, that one was too good. We had a There's a funny <laughs> funny backstory on on that by the way that we'll we'll get into on that episode. Oh, but, I can't uh, wait. But yeah, yes, Patreon. One of my com. favorites. Yeah. Uh, Open Water to Adrift. One of my favorite just absolutely stupid movies. Um so yeah, we'll we'll do that and I think, you know, we're going to have to do uh we do like to cover some of the smaller Sandler roles on the Patreon. So I I think next month at some point we will have to do dirty work. Bob Saget's dirty work, mm-hmm. um, because Adam Sandler does make an appearance, I think, as the devil, for like four seconds. Great. Uh, so great. So look forward to that as well. But uh, Jeremy, I, I kind of mentioned my first time, uh, my first experience with the Water Boy. Uh, do you remember the first time you saw this movie? I don't remember, no. I believe that this is the first time, though, I've seen it all the way through. I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, uh, This for this for this podcast. I think that I saw it on TV a ton growing up, so it must have been late high school, 16 or 17, when it was on TV, maybe the year 2002, 2003, definitely catching as much of it as I could before I had to go to like baseball practice or the movies or... 
or whatever. Yes. Uh, I you love were wa- the water boy for your. Baseball I was team. the water boy for my uh, baseball team, um, and I was. But it was uh, it was like the opposite of this story, where in this he's kind of picked on a lot. Uh, in in uh, in my experience, I got all the uh, I got all the attention. So I was I was okay. quite popular as a water boy. Yeah, people would come to uh-huh. me. They would often say things like, "You're actually more important than the players. Uh, we like you better than the players. We wish that there was a sport about just you pouring water, and we would rather watch that than these baseballers out here." And uh, you know, I I knew a lot of it was just flattery, but um, but hey, you know, I, I'll take it. <laughs> I actually, his name is pronounced Joe Flaherty. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was Joe Flaherty who was saying these things to me. So take it with a grain of salt. Um, interesting. So uh, <laughs> the water. Boy. You just uh, muttering interesting to me <laughs> after I said that. <laughs> That's like good. my go-to when I do, like don't know what to say. What to say at all? <laughs> interesting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um. I well, that's because I am a, a, a detective by day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and this podcast so. has been one giant long effort to solve a murder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll we'll figure out who killed. Uh, whose murder are we trying to figure out? I believe that you're trying to catch me in a murder I committed that I'll never that I'll never confess to and this podcast oh, yeah. is I'm like trying sort to of get you to murder someone so I can catch you I forget yeah okay um so the water the the water boy came out in 1998 uh the idea came from one of Sandler's SNL characters Sandler said you could compare him to canteen boy Whereas he does love water and they both get picked on a lot. But the thing I like most about this character is that he is a genuine good person. Mm. It's kind of sweet. Um, yeah. Do you, do you remember the canteen boy, Jeremy? I don't actually. Do you? The canteen boy is like, uh, I from what I remember, um, a uh, like a Boy Scout uh, sort of character. That Sandler that Sandler would do, hmm. um, sort of like an oh, innocent. Yeah, I think I I'm trying to look up Canteen Boy right now. I I in my head I'm picturing Mike Myers as that kid who's like chained to the to the playground. <laughs> do you know which one I'm talking oh, yeah. about? Yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, writer Tim Hurley said the story was intended to invert. The formula of his previous film where Sandler was an extreme character surrounded by people, uh, regular people. While Happy Gilmore, or with Happy Gilmore, it was a very straight world that he was the disruptive element in. The pressure was all on Adam to be as, to be funny as happy, or to be funny as happy. Whereas with the, whereas this was like a funhouse, crazy version of Southern college football, may you, may Lou. Uh, and it was the first movie where things were funny when Adam wasn't on screen. The pressure wasn't even on him. Kind of wow. interesting. Hurley could not believe their luck getting Kathy Bates to play Boucher's mother. Yeah, that's another thing I like. Uh, noticed when I was watching this movie is like 
That's kind of crazy that they got Kathy Bates and Henry Winkler. Yeah, dude. To be like pretty significant roles in this movie. Yeah, and Henry Winkler, I this is the first time I remember seeing him in a comedic role because this is just this predates Arrested Development by not that long, but um, but yeah, I don't. I, I think like this is yeah. I, unless you can remember another. I mean, I guess he was in Scream before this, but. Like, like, when did he become a comedian, a comedian, like a comedic actor? It's a, it's got to be with the Water Boy, right? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, man, him just like <laughs> sitting. <laughs> his character is so funny. His, him just yeah. like sitting on the bench talking to a football. Oh uh, yeah, he's stuff. he. Th- a lot of laugh out loud moments for me with Henry Winkler. Like not like yeah. uh, maybe more than anybody else in the film, or maybe even more than Sandler. But just Henry Winkler's character was great. Yeah, and we also have the same Roy Orbison tattoo on our ass, dude. A- yes, yes. Now that's what I'm talking uh, about. Bates' agent did not want to did not want her to do the film, and Bates threw the script in the trash after reading some pages. Not interested in football. Her niece spotted the script and noticed Sandler's name and convinced her to reconsider. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's like, uh, do you remember when uh, Johnny Marr from uh, what's it called the, the Smiths? Smiths? Yeah, was like like joined the band Modest Mouse Dude, for a yeah, while. I did for that I... one album. <laughs> yeah. And uh-huh. uh, it was like literally he said an interview just because like his kids liked Modest Mouse and he <laughs> wanted to like seem cool to them. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. I'm going to do that with uh, one of these days when I'm like an old podcaster. I'm mm-hmm. going to become a co-host on like a, on like a fresh on a fresh yeah. new podcast. A gen yeah. a gen double A or whatever the next generation's going to be called after gen z yeah gen, yeah gen double a uh-huh. uh the mud dogs uh let's see uh, a lot of random a lot of rant okay despite taking place in louisiana uh the water boy was mostly filmed in central florida and the orlando area blah 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 it's in the south somewhere we don't gotta we right. don't have to go into the the nitty-gritty of the locations right. Uh, let's see if there's anything notable in the IMDb trivia. The highest grossing sports comedy of all time. Would you believe that? I would, yes. I mean, sports comedies are kind of a rare breed as they are, but yeah, I I, I imagine this is. What's the uh, the second most successful one? Is it uh, Bad News Bears? The... The lengthiest foot. (laughs) Adam Sandler vehicle. No, it's called The Longest Yard. Uh, uh, yeah. which came out while I was working at the uh, the movie theater. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting. Um, oh, interesting thing about that movie. So I worked at a movie theater in Green Bay, uh, Wisconsin, and I think it, it was a weeknight, and all of a sudden, uh, I don't know if it was all of them, but like most of the Green Bay Packers showed up to the uh, movie theater on this night where it was like not very busy. And they all went to see The Longest Yard, starring Adam Sandler. And I got to, like, meet a bunch of them. Dude. It was cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Anyway. What did they think of the movie? Uh, No idea. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> I met them all, like, on their way in. Nice. Um, 
Henry Winkler's role as Coach Klein came about after he was mentioned in Adam Sandler's huge hit, The Hanukkah Song, where Sandler sang about various Jewish or half-Jewish entertainers. Sandler said correctly that the actor who played Arthur Fonzi Fonzarelli on Happy Days is Jewish, and Winkler was thrilled by the reference and contacted Sandler to tell him. Uh, Sandler then decided to ask Winkler if he would read the script for the coach's role and then say if he wanted to take the part. Winkler did so and immediately signed on to the film. I love the idea of Henry Henry Winkler just like kicking it watching SNL. Oh, yeah, dude, of course. Especially back in, uh, you know, that era. Back in the, the 1930s or whatever, yeah. Okay, as of... 2021, this is Adam Sandler's 10th highest grossing film at the U.S. box office with a take of 198 million, 198 million <laughs> dollars. I just I have my that pinky up recently, to the side. By the way. Yeah. Um, okay, so this is his 10th highest grossing film and it's made almost 200 million dollars. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's uh that's nuts. Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, pretty good. It it only costs twenty three million to make for reference, so yeah, that's it's pretty good. Uh this film is included on film critics Rod- Roger Ebert's most hated list. Yeah, I believe that. I wonder if <laughs> Ebert liked any of uh Sandler's movies. Um, good question. Is there a way to like find yeah, Roger just Ebert when you thought of one person? Adam Sandler reviews. Yeah, it's worth a quick Google search. Okay, yeah, RogerEbert.com. Adam Sandler movie reviews. Mm. Well, I'm sh- okay. Here we go. Ooh. Okay, I'm gonna save that for last. But this has. Okay, this is a fun game, Jeremy. I'm going to name an Adam Sandler movie. Tell me how many stars out of four Roger Ebert gave it. Okay. Big Daddy. Uh, three. One and a half. One and a half? Jeez. <laughs> oh, man. This one's kind of surprising to me. Little Nicky. Two? Two and a half. Two and a half. Um, oh, okay. So he, he liked Little Nicky a lot more than Big Daddy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's wild. What, what about Punch Drunk Love? Four? Three and a half. Okay. He's just being a stickler. Give it a four. That movie, yeah. Um, Three and a half is a good score, though, I feel like, for him. I'm, I'm on his website yeah. looking at different. Oh, man. He gave funny people a three and a half also. <laughs> that is not as good as Punch Drunk Love. <laughs> yeah, I will say uh, yes. So he gave Uncut Jams a four, um, rightly so. I will say he's kind of losing a lot of credibility with me on this one. Two stars for Hubert Halloween. Oh, yeah. Well, just so you know, the last film he actually reviewed is Just Go With It mm-hmm. before he died. Oh, wait, he's dead? Yeah, Roger Ebert's dead. So Been who's, dead. Okay, so who is reviewing Hubie Halloween in his name? It's the it's underneath the... the um, What's it called? 
It's Brian Tellerico. Oh, RogerEbert.com is like, oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. RogerEbert.com was a .com that Roger Ebert kind of ran until he passed away. And then other people okay. have taken it over. Okay. All the all the reviews I mentioned previously, though. Those are all It look like those are, those are Eberts. Yeah. The, again, the last movie he did of Sandler's was Just Go With It. Okay. The rest. Damn. Yeah. So Grown Ups 2. Blended, man. Men, women, and children. Top five. Oh my god, there's so many Sandler movies. The Cobbler. I can't wait to watch that. <laughs> there's gonna be a. There's gonna be an interesting stretch. Uh, yeah. Anyway, do we have to do all the Hotel Transylvanias? I think so. I think he's a huge <laughs> part of those movies. All right. Uh well we uh, luckily we have already like done the worst possible version of this podcast uh huh by covering all of the Paul W S Anderson uh, oh films. yeah none of these films are gonna get to that low I hope um so let's dive in to the pilot of the Water Boy. Robert Bobby Boucher Jr. is a socially inept, stuttering 31-year-old, somewhat mentally challenged man serving as the water boy for the University of Louisiana football program. He lives with his overprotective and extremely religious mother, Helen, and believes his father, Roger Sr., died of dehydration in the Sahara while serving in the Peace Corps back in the 60s. Uh, oh, so this is going to be one of those plot synopsises where they don't yeah. really... Okay. As the players constantly bully Boucher, the Cougars head coach, Red Bailu, fires Boucher, claiming that he has been disruptive during the 18 years of em- his employment. Uh, Bobby approaches the coach, uh, coach Klein of the South Central Louisiana State University Mud Dogs and is hired as the team's water boy. Um... I really like the humor of just like how mean everyone is to him. Yeah, it's pretty. He's funny. just like so over the top and stupid. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty crazy. It's like, um, again, this movie takes place in a different planet, basically. <laughs> that's how, that's how ungrounded it is. But at the same time. It's just so funny. Like again, so many jokes just cram packed into the into every scene of this film. Um, I really feel like maybe even more than than Happy Gilmore, even. Yes. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to think of the the sequence of events because um, we see him get fired from fired pretty early. I love that his first, like our first introduction to him is his like classic line where he's like tasting the water and he's like, it's cold. It's refreshing. Mm-hmm. That's some high quality H2O. Like yeah. that's his, his, his first introduction. By the way, I got to say, people who say San- the Sandman doesn't have range, <laughs> I think this is like so different from some of the other stuff he's done. Like yeah. this is, it's like sort of Billy Madison-ish, but like no, even more in like way in, it's it's really good. Yeah, Billy Madison his the character of Billy Madison is like a cool guy. 
a cool yeah. like like young like 20 something this guy's like a complete loser uh again socially inept has a bit of a speech impediment like not uh not at all like billy uh Billy Madison. Although I do think Waterboy, Bobby Boucher, and Hubie Halloween share a little bit of uh, they share a little bit of similarities to me. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, let's see here. The Mud Dogs have lost forty consecutive games. Their cheerleaders are alcoholics, and <laughs> players are forced to share equipment due to budget cuts. Uh, when the new team teases him, Klein encourages Bobby to stand up for himself, uh, remembering all the bullying he has put up with over the years. Bobby tackles the team's quarterback, knocking him out. Seeing Boucher's potential, Klein meets with Helen, tries to persuade her to let Bobby play on the team, but she refuses, saying it is too dangerous. Uh, what do you think of uh, Winkler and Winkler's Kathy Bates? The best. Kathy Bates is so like over the top and crazy in this film. Yeah. Uh, I obviously love Kathy Bates, but yeah, again, for me, the star is really Winkler, Coach Klein. Yeah. Man, he's 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 just so funny. He's so his temperament is so strange to me. Yeah, he's like definitely got some screws loose. He's he's, he's really weird. Really weird character. Um, yeah. And uh, I don't know. I kind of, for so, like, maybe it's because they're both, like, exceptional actors. Um, but I kind of, like, get, even after seeing this movie a bunch of times and how stupid and over the top it is, I was, like, kind of invested in it, you know? Like, when, you know, mm-hmm. Bobby almost, like, reveals that he's playing football. Um, I don't know. There's something about Kathy Bates's uh, performance too that's like really like uh, um, I don't know. You can kind of like buy into her being his his mom. I think that's good a good casting choice. Yeah. Her. I also wonder where the uh like whole like Southern setting and vibe came from for this movie i mean it's just like that's where football is the most popular you know pretty pretty much oh yeah i guess um klein convinces bobby to play without letting helen know seeing that bobby is eager to attend college bobby becomes a feared linebacker with klein telling him to visualize his enemies angering him and use feelings for motivation uh the mud dogs go on a winning streak Bobby's newfound fame and confidence allow him to reconnect with his childhood crush, Vicky Valancourt, who has been in prison multiple times. Helen forbids Bobby from seeing her, warning him that girls, along with everything else in pop culture, is the devil. (laughs) Um, (laughs) What do you think of uh, Vicky Valentine? Valancourt, sorry. Valancourt. Yeah. Uh, she's good. She's fun. She's like a funny, like, it's it's sort yeah. of like the perfect character to, like, piss off Bobby's mom. Just this, like, rebellious. Like, it's almost like it, she's like the reverse of, like, the, you know, motorcycle riding, but, like, bad boyfriend. In, in, yeah, you know, she is the bad boyfriend, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, what do you think of uh, Feru- uh, Feruza Balk in general? I don't know her from anything else. Oh, really? The craft? Oh, she's in the craft. Oh, she oh, is in the craft. Oh, yeah. She's in the craft. Let me look American History X, Almost Famous. Oh, okay. I've seen like every movie she's been in. <laughs> <laughs> um, the craft. Oh, interesting. Um, then yeah, I think she's great. I think she rocks. <laughs> awesome. The craft would be a good one to cover. I know, man. I'd right? love to rewatch the craft. Um, also, that movie. I think we talked about this. The is it called the witches? With uh, mm-hmm. uh uh with 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 uh Angelica Houston lady. Yeah, Angelica Houston. Yes. Yeah, dude. I would yeah. love to cover cover we should do a witch month. Hey I'm in <laughs> Witch Month. What month should that be? Hmm. <laughs> well You know what's unfortunate? Because mm-hmm. we will have to. Uh, I, this, I mean, this is very fortunate because I'm excited. We will, of course, be covering Jackass Forever. Of course, but yes. I was hoping because I, I would like to cover some of the other installments leading up to it. But Jackass Forever comes out like late October, I think. Mm-hmm. So we would have to. But October is like the spooky month. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. It's like when we do the you know, the spooky movies. Right. So we'll have to figure that out. Maybe September we do some of the jackass movies. You think I'm not By down? the way. I'm down, baby. Throwing this out there. I believe October 22nd is the day that Jackass Forever and Dune come out. Mm. I think it would be hilarious and very cool if Jackass Forever beats Dune at the box office. Oh yeah, I think it has to, right? I don't know. I know. I I think you don't I think, think it will? Dune will for sure beat it. Unfortunately, wow, how? Yeah. But I would. There's just been so much hype about it, and it's like, uh, I don't. It's like you know the big action sci-fi movie mm. that everyone's looking for. It's basically like the replacement of like, it's like this year's uh, Star Wars. I mm. think. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. I could be wrong about that. Maybe. But um I don't know. But I would love I would love to see Jackass beat out Dune at the box office. Not that I, nothing against Dune. I just think it would be cool. Yeah, no, it would anyway. be great. Are you kidding? That would be like a huge achievement. If those dudes one last ride off into the sunset, beat out this giant budget, huge, you know, Marvel like sci fi movie. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Anyway, the team's success earns it a trip to the annual Bourbon Bowl on New Year's Day to face the Cougar, Cougars, Cougars and Coach Baylou. However, Baylou and his team crash the Mud Dogs pep rally and reveal that the high school Bobby uh, went to doesn't exist and that he was homeschooled. And his fake high school transcript makes him ineligible for college football or college and football. The team and fans turn against Bobby, believing him to be a liar and a cheater. And I believe this is uh, the scene that debuts uh, the uh, you know infamous Rob mm-hmm. Schneider. Oh yeah, you better character. believe it does. <laughs> yeah, you in can which do he it, says, man. and I quote, "You might be able to execute it." 
<laughs> you might be able to accomplish this. Yes. Um, Coach Klein uh, convinces the National Collegiate Ast- Athletic Association, NCAA, to let Bobby play if he can pass a general education development exam. I love that, like... <laughs> This Wikipedia article <laughs> links to like the articles for the NCAA and GEDs. Ah, thank you. As for if that. like as if someone who is reading the uh, Wikipedia for an Adam Sandler movie is like, hmm, I would like to understand more about the history of the general education development, uh, you know, program. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he, ap- <laughs> he apologizes to Bobby and admits to submitting the fake transcript because he was desperate to get e- even with Baylou. Uh I feel like I'm pronouncing that wrong. 20 years ago, Klein and Baylou were assistant coaches at the University of Louisiana. Baylou strong-armed Klein out of his playbook, took credit for his ideas, got promoted to head coach, and then fired Klein. Hmm. Yeah, I'd be I'd be peeved. Yeah, pissed off, more like. Yeah, you got to keep that playbook tight, you know, mm-hmm. close to the vest. Uh, the experience drove Klein to a mental breakdown, making him unable to come up with new plays. Uh, like this, like this <laughs> is like a perfect, just like C story. I know, you know, I love it, man. Uh, the story convinces Bobby to help Klein get revenge on Baylou and provide or prove himself to everyone. Helen nags Bobby while he is studying for his GED, uh, driving him to finally stand up to her once and for all. He angrily reveals that he has been playing football, going to college, and seeing Vicky and intends to continue doing so. <laughs> I love this Wikipedia writer. He's great. Yeah. <laughs> Very verbose. A lot of words. Uh, Bobby. Oh, we got some lightning going on. Outside. There's a storm happening. Oh, really? My my window. Yeah. Uh, Bobby passes the exam, but Helen feigns a coma. Uh, feeling he drove his mother to illness, Bobby stays in the hospital with her. Um, <laughs> I love Kathy Bates just like peeking while she's in a pretending to be in a coma when no one's looking Mm -hmm. it's so funny Uh, bobby stays in the hospital with her Uh, meanwhile vicky spreads a word of bobby passing the exam Uh, this leads to a gathering of fans at the hospital who apologize for not supporting him and try to convince him to play Uh, seeing her son struggling to ignore his calling helen ends her fake illness uh, she tells Bobby his father, Robert Sr., uh, was never in the Peace Corps and, in fact, abandoned her while she was four months pregnant with Bobby to have an affair with a voodoo priestess in New Orleans. Uh, <laughs> classic uh, classic, classic scenario. Classic scenario. This led to Helen being constantly afraid that Bobby would never leave her, or Bobby would leave her too, deciding to put... Her son's happiness ahead of her own selfishness. She encouraged him to play in the Bourbon Bowl. Yeah, so the uh, the town rallies together to to get, you know, to um, 
outside the window of the hospital. I like that moment. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Um, arriving at halftime, Bobby finds the Mud Dogs losing by a score of twenty-seven to zero. Wait, twenty-seven to zero. I was trying to figure out if that's possible. I guess that's possible. Football. <laughs> uh, the team. It would be funny if it was a score that's like not not even possible. Yeah. Yeah. That's my one. If I was punching up this script, I would have nothing to input besides that. I make would, it twenty. Uh, yeah. Eight. I would say make it. Uh, make it one to zero. <laughs> that's an even harder <laughs> score to get in football. It means you only got what a kickoff. I uh, safety. I don't know. Yeah. There's some jocks out there that are gonna beat us up. I know. Um, the team apologizes for not treating him with respect he deserves. Or wait. Hold on. Yes. The team apologizes for not treating him with the respect he deserves. With Bobby's help, Coach Klein overcomes his fear of Belu by visualizing him as various things he's not afraid of and comes up with new plays. Uh, the Mud Dogs begin to catch up, unsettling Belu, who resorts to underhanded tactics... Uh, to save his and the team's honor. Uh, Helen helps by sobering up the team's cheerleaders and making coffee while Vicky fills in for Bobby's uh, uh, usual water boy duties. The Mud Dogs win the Bourbon Bowl 30-27. to 27. Uh, Bobby is named the game's MVP, all to the devastation of Belu and the Cougars. Belu even breaks down in tears, embarrassed that his team lost. Uh, sometime later, Bobby and Vicky get married. Bobby's father, Robert Sr., who has since changed his name to Roberto, makes a surprise uh, appearance to convince Bobby to skip school and go to the NFL so he can share his son's newfound fame, citing the success of Tiger Woods and his father. He is tackled to the ground by an enraged Helen. To the cheers of attendance, <laughs> Bobby, Bobby and Vicky leave on his lawnmower to consummate their marriage. And, it, yeah. So to that's consummate kind of like a classic. Their marriage. Yes. So what do you think? What do you think of uh, the Agua Boy? Man, the Agua Boy, so good. So funny, man. Like, all the way through, like, pretty pretty funny you know like i think it's it, it again like sandler he 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 rides a lot of lines i'll say this like in his comedies uh, of things i kind of like as i'm watching him today i'm kind of like uh yeah it'd be great if that wasn't in there but like uh, you know as we like yeah and espe- yeah so especially with this one i feel like little nicky has a couple of moments like that but overall though he does a pretty good job of making these like comedy is somehow broad enough to have like this mass appeal but also so like specifically funny again i want to stress alan covert's character in this is so (laughs) funny um like the entire baseball team peter dante is so funny um so yeah i i and it's got you know the story is like the story is so secondary to all the jokes and the scenarios and the things that are going on. Um, yeah, it's a classic. I would, I would still though, I think you said this earlier, I would still kind of put it on the lower end of the classics. 
So um, I think I'm going to give it a 2.5. 2.5 is my Chucky Freckles score Not for too shabby. The Water 2. Boy. 2.5 out of 10. Pretty good. 2.5 out of four. I like it a whole 0.5 more than Mean Streets. <laughs> and I like it a whole 0.5 less than Happy Gilmore. Yeah. And I like Billy Madison uh, a whole point uh, more than New York, New York. That's oh nice yeah I like uh, I like who's that knocking at my door a whole point seven five more than going overboard, <laughs> which is a one. <laughs> I feel like New York, New York is one that I might like dock a little bit. Me too. Go. I think I might dock it too. Uh, I gave I, it kind of already. What did you give it before? I gave it a. Uh, what did I give? Three out of four. Oh, I gave it a two point seven five. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I might it might go down to a two point five. I don't I don't know if I like like it more than the Water Boy. I don't think I do. I feel like, but I just like there's just like things that I really like about that movie. I think what it is is like I really, I wish it was like uh. Like I think Liza Minnelli is so good in it, and I wish that it was like a better movie, mm-hmm. and it was just like a classic, like four out of four. Oh yeah, but there's just too many things. It's just, it's just, I don't know. And this is not the New York, New York episode. <laughs> uh, this is the Waterboy episode, mm-hmm. and the Waterboy, I'm gonna say, is like a really. Uh, they just don't make comedies like this anymore, and I, I. I I really appreciate this movie. I think it's great. And I think we're still in store for like a bunch of really funny Sandler movies. At least, I mean, a couple right after this. Right. Um, Yeah, I think it's great. I think it's like the perfect kind of stupid. If you're in the mood for a stupid movie, like comedy movie, it's great. The one thing I'll say is like, I don't know, Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison like kind of keep me chuckling through the end the water boy once we get to like the big football game mm-hmm. it's kind of like <laughs> i don't know if there's a way to like make this not happen because that movie definitely has to end with a big you know football game but like i i think i just kind of like the bit kind of gets oldish a little bit after a while oh, you know yeah. it's i mean it's like 90 minutes of a really stupid premise where at a certain point my brain is just like exhausted from laughing. Um, so I don't know. That's like my only thing, the only thing that I not necessarily don't like about this movie, but can like Billy Madison is like the gold standard of a, of a, of a Sandler movie. And it just doesn't live up to that. And I think that's part of it. So I think I will give it a 2.7. Hmm. I'm going to give this movie a three out of four and I'm going to lower my New York, New York score to 2.75 because I can't, I like this movie better than I like New York, New York easily. Damn. No, I'm put, I'm bringing New York, New York down to 2.5. That's savage. All right. That's savage buster. <laughs> Shots fired. Um, Freckles fired. 
Jeremy, <laughs> anything you want to plug? No way. Okay, what's the next Scorsese movie we're doing? Do you happen to know offhand? It is Raging Bull. Raging Bull. Which is going to be a big one, by by the way. Yeah. This one, this is the one about bowling, right? It's like the Amish guy becomes a professional bowler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's actually about a... Uh, uh, like a mechanical bull riding competition. Oh, that one. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's starring John Travolta. <laughs> okay. Well, stay tuned for uh, next week for uh, the Raging Bull episode. Um, and thank you for listening. Sign up for the Patreon, patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy. Uh, we're having a good time over there. Excited, excited for things to come. Excited for you to hear all of the insane, absolutely bonkers content we've already done over there over the years. So check that out. And Norma, I'll see you in my dreams. 